I want to talk to you today on the Lord's offering. I want you to go with me to the book of Exodus in chapter 35. We're going to read verse 4 to 9 and verse 20 to 22. Exodus chapter 35. We're going to read from verse 4 to verse 9. What you just did, what you just gave was your offering. But what we are going to do now is specifically to raise $8,000 for uh, Eurasian camp meeting that comes up on the 3rd to the 8th of December. You just heard Pastor Corey also talk about that. Have you found Exodus 35? Let's read from verse 4 to verse 9. He says, And Moses spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, This is the thing which the Lord commanded, saying, Take from among you an offering to the Lord. That's why I entitled this message, The Offering of the Lord or the Lord's Offering. Take from among you an offering to the Lord. Everyone say, to the Lord. You can see that this offering that they're about to receive was not to man, but this offering was to the Lord. It says, whoever is of a willing heart, let him bring it as an offering to the Lord. Now it begins to give us a list of the things the Lord asked them to bring. Gold. Silver and bronze, blue, purple, and scarlet thread, fine linen and goat's hair, ram skins dyed red, badger skins and acacia wood, oil for the light and spices for the anointing oil and for the sweet incense, onyx stones and stones to be set in the ephod and in the breastplate. That is Exodus 35, 4 to 9. Now I'm going to read verse 20 to 22. So go down to verse 20. We're going to read from verse 20 to 22. And all the congregation of the children of Israel departed from the presence of Moses. Then everyone came whose heart was stirred and everyone whose spirit was willing. And they brought the Lord's offering for the work of the tabernacle of meeting. For all its service. And for the holy garments, they came both men and women, as many as had a willing heart, and brought earrings and nose rings, rings and necklaces, all jewelry of gold. That is, every man who made an offering of gold to the Lord. Can someone say, the offering of the Lord? Now, I want to spell out some things, and I want you to understand. I want to bring out some highlights from where we've read. God gives a man a vision and then stirs the hearts of others to partner with him for the fulfillment of that vision. God gives a man a vision and God stirs the hearts of other people to partner with this man that he is giving a vision that the vision might come to pass. As you can see here, God gave Moses, the man of God, a vision. Moses was the man of God and God gives him a vision. What was the vision? God said to him, I want you to build me a tabernacle. I want you to build me a dwelling place. The vision was given to Moses, the man of God. Is that correct? It's important we understand that when God gives a man a vision, God will also stir the hearts of other people to connect with this visionary so that the vision might come to pass. 
You notice here God says to the visionary Moses, I've told you what you must do, but I'm also sending you to go tell your people or my people, the people of Israel, that they might bring me an offering so that the vision that I have passed on to you may come to pass. This is very important that we understand that a man catches a vision from God, but then God tells him to also share the vision with other people. The moment you catch a vision from God, you must begin to share the vision that God has given to you to the right people. Everyone say the right people. Because the right people need to hear about the vision. And when they come on board, you begin to carry out the vision that God's given to you. Now, the vision is not just your vision. The vision has become the vision of the house. Yes, a man catches a vision. But the moment people come on board and begin to share the same vision, the vision is no more exclusive to the man. The vision has become the vision of so many. The moment Moses tells them what God wants him to do, and they came on board, the vision was no more Moses' exclusive vision. The vision has become the vision of everyone that gets involved. Come on now, say amen. amen. So God gives a man a vision, and then God stirs the hearts of others to partner with the man who is a visionary for the fulfillment of the vision. Moses was given a blueprint. I want to say a blueprint. Now, let's look at this in context. Pastor Corey was given a blueprint. Pastor Corey was given a vision. The Lord said to him, I want you to bring people in Asia and Europe. That's why this is called Eurasian Camp Meeting. Europe and Asia coming together to see an explosion of the power and the glory of God in these two zones. People come, they get empowered. People come, they get ignited. People come, they get fired up by the glory and by the fire of Almighty God. Because this man, Pastor Corey, received a vision from God. And as a carrier of God's vision, he also deposits what God has given to him into the lives of everyone that comes. And everyone that gets on board this vision becomes a participant of this vision. It is no more an exclusive vision of Pastor Corey. It has become the vision of everyone that catches it. Come on now, say amen. amen. This is the pattern. God does not give a man a vision and tell him to run with the vision all by himself. God gives a man a vision and tells him to tell others about this vision so that they come on board and they become participants of the vision. Because when they become participants of the vision, all the blessing that God brings to this man, the visionary, will also come upon everyone who participates. God is in a community business. God is not in a one-man business. God is in a community business. When God speaks to you, it's not just about you. It's about people around you. And it's about people that even live in other nations of the world. The Eurasian camp meeting has been a blessing to many in this nation. It has been a blessing to me personally. It has been a blessing to people who come from all over Europe. It has been a blessing to people all over the world. Because God gave a man a vision. And God said to this man, I want you to carry this vision to the people. And tell them what I'm about to do in their lives. And when you tell them and they come on board, everything that I told you will begin to come to pass in their own personal lives. Can someone shout praise the Lord? So the vision is God. 
But you remember the Bible says, write the vision down, make it plain upon tablets, so that those that read it can run with it for the vision. It's for an appointed time, and it will not lie, and it will not tarry. If it tarries, wait for it, because it will come to pass. But for years we've seen how this vision has impacted the lives of many. And everyone that has got on board this vision and on board this train has seen the hand of God upon their lives. We've been ignited. We've been fired up. We've come into revival. We've come into the grace of God. We've come into the goodness of God. We've come into the purpose of God for our lives respectively. There has not been one Eurasian camp meeting that was without a blessing. Everyone that came to Eurasian camp meeting have experienced the glory of experience. Experience the blessing of heaven upon your lives. And many of us are living testimonies of what God has done. If you are living testimony, can you shout the biggest amen here in the house? Amen. Now, the next thing I want to show you is God asked for some specific items. Notice, God said there are some specific things that I want you to give. God's request was not vague. God asked for some specific items, gold, silver. Notice, God is asking for some specifics. I want to say specific. So the, the question here is, is it wrong to ask people to give some specific thing or specific amount? The answer is an emphatic no. There is nothing wrong to say, give this much. Because when God asked Moses to tell Israelites, he told them, tell the people of Israel to bring me gold. I want to say gold. Say silver. Acacia wood. Come on now. God said, I want these specific things to do what I need you to do. And so God was asking for some specific items. And today, as we receive this offering we meet the budget we shall ask for some specific amount and for those whose hearts will be stirred up to do it they shall do it in Jesus name I want you to notice the third thing that God does not rain money down from heaven for the fulfillment of the vision this is very important even though God gave the vision God didn't rain money from heaven and I want to tell you why God did not rain money from heaven because there is no money in heaven all the wealth we need to accomplish what God has called us to do, whether as a church or as individuals, all the wealth is here on earth. Come on now, say amen. amen. If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of heaven. Is that what it says? No, you shall eat the good of the land where you live. All the wealth. That we need to accomplish this vision. To accomplish this mandate that God has given to this church family. Of course, I say church family because he gave it to our pastor. And our pastor passed it down to us because we got on board. We have become participants of the vision. Can you see that? <clears throat> so, all we need to accomplish this vision is here. My God, I wish somebody understood what I just said. I said all we need to accomplish this vision is right here in the house right now. Amen. Not in the banks. It's here. Not in the hands of the ungodly. It is in your hands. God knew that the Israelites had it. And God said to Moses, go and tell them to bring. If God had not blessed them, God would not ask them. 
But God had blessed them. And that is why God said to Moses, tell them, I need them to bring gold and silver. And basically gave him a list of things that God wanted. And when Moses told them, it was the job of Moses to tell them. But it was the Lord's responsibility to stir the hearts of the people. My job today is to tell you. And the job of the Holy Ghost is to stir up your heart and tell you what you need to do. Come on now, shout hallelujah. God did not rain money from heaven because there is no dollar in heaven. Dollars are here. Lira are here. Euros are here. Can someone say amen? amen. And I believe God has given you some. That, that yes is very weak. Yes. That your yes is looking for trouble. Yes. I say I believe God has given you some. Yes. If it's yes, then make sure your yes is the loudest in this place. Praise God. So notice that God did not rain money down from heaven for the fulfillment of the vision. I believe another reason why God did not rain money down from heaven for the fulfillment of the vision is because God wanted the people to participate. Now with all of my heart and with all, your, all, all of your heart, I believe we can agree that God could just cause money to come. If you know what I mean by that. Not that God would just abracatabra money show up, but God could lead Moses to one person. God could actually bring somebody on a donkey to meet Moses in the wilderness. And to say to Moses, the Lord spoke to me. I had a dream and the Lord sent me to meet with you. All you need for the fulfillment of the vision is in my hands because the Lord has blessed me. But guess what? The Lord did not send somebody from Arabia. The Lord did not send somebody from Median. The Lord said, my people will fund it because I want my people to participate in the blessing. It is my people's responsibility, not the responsibility of the world. That is why God said to Moses, tell my people, I have blessed them. I have empowered them. I've told you many times, we don't give to be blessed. We give because we are already blessed. God said, I bless them. Tell them to bring me what I gave to them so that we can build a place where I can come and tabernacle with them. And so God trusted his people that they had it because he had given it to them and everyone had something to bring. And if you notice, God asked them to bring different items. You know what that tells me? Not everyone has the same thing. Some had gold, some had silver, but there are other stuff that God said they have. So if everyone does something, the job will be done easily. Come on now, say amen. Everyone has something. Tell three people, I've got something. Say like you mean it. Come on, say convincingly, I've got something. I've got something. Everyone has something. Number one reason why God did not rain money from heaven because there are no dollar bills in heaven. Number two reason why God said... Tell them to bring it because God wanted them to participate. God wanted them to catch the vision. God wanted them to be carriers of what he wants to do. God wanted them to personally invite God into their own lives. Remember God said, I'm going to come and dwell with them. Each of you must be responsible in inviting God to your own personal life. And so God said, I want each person to give so that they can invite me personally into their own lives. Can someone shout amen? Praise God. 
The next thing I need you to notice is this. Number four. The people who believed in the vision were the people who gave to the vision. That's very powerful. The people who believed in the vision are the people who gave to the vision. People who don't believe in your vision will never give. Let's just get that straight. I'm not stupid not to understand. I'm not stupid not to understand that some people might sit in a church, but they are not part of the church. No, I'm not naive not to understand that the fact that somebody sits in the church and listens does not mean that they are part and parcel of what God is doing. You might cast your vision and share your vision and there they are nodding their heads, but they are not part of it. Pastor Corey just made reference to the All-African Conference. Before we started, I went from pastor to pastor to pastor, African pastors, because the Lord said to me, I want you to build a platform where we can effectively minister to Africans in the diaspora. And I had to go from pastor to pastor to pastor. And I was casting the vision before them because I wanted a situation where the African pastors can also get involved in what God was about to do. And there are people to get involved in what God was about to do. And I met a pastor. I took him out for a long we sat down and we were eating and we were talking and I began to share the vision with him and I told him what God wants me to do and there he was nodding his head but when we left the restaurant he went back to his church and told everybody in the church don't be part of it it's one thing for you to share your vision it's another thing for someone else to catch it so the fact that people nod their heads and smile in your face don't mean they are part of what God is doing. I've seen people, they nod there and they smile, but they walk away and they speak behind your back. I'm preaching some good message here this morning. You better say, oh, amen or oh, me. If it's amen, that means you are part of what God is doing in this place. If, it's, if it is oh, me, then my God, I pray you repent today. And I didn't even know that this pastor had gone to his church and told his people, don't participate. Don't be a part of what God will wants to do. Because God will wants to start his own church. I said, if God will wanted to start a church, he would have started a church many, many years ago. And I did not know that this is what transpired behind my back. And I was doing everything I could to get churches to come. And my wife and I were walking down to taxi one day. And somebody met us on the street. And the guy came to me and said, Pastor Godwell, we want to come to your conference. But stop telling our pastor. <laughs> Every time you tell our pastor, he comes to discourage us. We want to come. Stop telling our pastor about your conference. I'm not stupid. I'm not naive to understand that some people don't get it. Some people won't get it. Only those that see it will give to it. Only those that appreciate it will give to it. Only those whose heart God stirs will give to it. Come on now, shout hallelujah. So it is those who believe in it that gives into it. And these people are provisionaries. They provide for the vision. The prefix pro means for. Pro vision. For the vision. God provides for the vision. But how does it provide? It provides through you. I say provides through you. Tell yourself God provides for the vision through me. 
That's so important. Come on now, shout hallelujah. Moses comes and he tells them the fifth thing I want you to see. That this is a family thing. Everyone say family. This is a family thing and the family has all it takes to get the job done. That is why we're not going to the bank and asking the bank to give us money to do this. Everyone in the family must understand responsibility. The Bible says in the book of Galatians chapter 6, let each one carry their own load. And if each person today carries their own load, it will be easy for everyone to get the job done. We don't have to let one person carry this. It doesn't have to be one person give, give 5,000. If everyone does their own little share, the job will be easy. Come on now, can someone say amen? amen? When the tabernacle was built, do you know how it was carried? It was carried on the shoulders of four priests. Two in front and two behind. If one priest was missing, the, the act would go this way. Everyone must take responsibility. Everyone must be involved. Because this is... Family business. I want to say family business. Very important. Very important. Now I want you to go to this place here. I want to show you. Exodus 36. Because don't forget, we just read where Moses tells them, this is what the Lord is asking you to bring. Is that correct? And now we see that the people in Exodus 36 from verse 3, it says, and they received from Moses... All the offering, everyone say all the offering. Now don't forget, Exodus 36 is a continuation. Do you understand that? They received from Moses all the offering which the children of Israel had brought for the work of the service of making the sanctuary. Now when it says they received from Moses, who is it referring to? Who were those that received from Moses? Those that were going to build the tabernacle. So everyone had a responsibility. Come on now, say amen. amen. There were those whose hearts were stirred up by God to give. And there were those who were anointed specially, men like Bezalel and Aholiab. They were anointed specially for craftsmanship. God gave them special skill and anointing to do things that they've never done. And the people brought the offering to Moses, a man of God. And Moses sent the Provision to Bezalel and Aholiab and all the skillful men in the land. And he said, these are the things that the people have brought for the building of the tabernacle. Do you see the way it works? The people gives. Moses receives. And Moses gives it for the work of the ministry. Come on now, shout hallelujah. So when they had received the offering that the people of Israel had brought for the work of the service of making the sanctuary, it says, so they continued bringing to him free will offerings every morning. My God, I like that. Every morning they kept bringing an offering. So they continued bringing to him free will offering every morning. Then all the craftsmen who were doing all the work of the sanctuary came, each from the work he was doing. And they spoke to Moses saying, now listen, listen, listen to what they said to Moses. The people bring much more than enough. My God, I like a church like this. This is the kind of church I like. This is the kind of church I want to pastor. When you tell people to bring and their hearts are stirred up to bring and they just keep bringing and they wouldn't stop. Excess. Too much. Come on, somebody say too much. Because I'm blessed too much, I give too much. 
I don't know about you, my God, there is nothing to hold back from my Father in heaven. When he says, bring, you bring. Come on now, say amen. amen. The Bible says the people kept bringing every morning. Then all the craftsmen who were doing all the work of the sanctuary, each of the, from the work was doing, and they came to Moses saying, the people bring too much, more than enough for the service of the work which the Lord commanded us to do. So Moses gave a commandment. Huh? And they caused it to be proclaimed throughout the camp saying, let neither man nor woman do any work any more work for the offering of the sanctuary. And the people were restrained from bringing. For the material they had was sufficient for all the work to be done. Indeed too much. Amen. My God, I heard one or two amens to that. As you hear everyone shout amen to that. Amen. The material, the offering they brought was excess. Moses had to restrain them. You're bringing too much. Please stop. Praise God. That's one thing I love about this place. I don't think we've done one conference as far as I understand where we did not come out in excess. I don't think we've done one conference where we did not come out in excess. And the excess is used for something else. It's all for the work of the ministry. The excess is not put in my pocket. The excess, no, honestly, the excess is not put in Pastor Corey's pocket or any of the pastor's pocket. The excess is channeled in the right direction for the ministry. Amen. God is, this ministry, by the grace of God, we have been frugal in the usage of what God gives to us. We've been very, very, very faithful by the grace of God with the usage of the money. And because we've been faithful with using the money, God always provides. This church never lacks. No, listen, you, you go to some places, the pastor says, oh, we are suffering, please give us. No, we are not suffering. We're not asking you to give because we are suffering. We want you to give so that you can participate in what God is about to do in the lives of people coming from Europe, coming from Africa, coming from all over Turkey during Eurasian camp meeting. That's why we're asking you to give. Not because we are broke, not because we don't have money, no, because we want you to be a part of what God wants to do. Amen. Come on now, say Amen. amen. They brought and they brought and they brought and too much. I like too much. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over. It's what they gave. The fifth and the last thing I want to show you, Moses asked them, but they had to give it willingly. So tonight, today I'm going to ask you, but you have to be willing. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 9, 17. I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians 9 and verse 7. Let each one give as he has made up his mind, not grudgingly or of necessity. For God loves a cheerful giver. Psalms 110 and verse 3. The Bible says, thy people shall be willing in the day of your power. Isaiah 119. If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. Are you seeing willingness, willingness, willingness? We have to be willing. So I'm here to share the vision Pastor Corey have done and we've been doing for the last one or two months. And what God wants you to do is to develop a willing heart. You say, Lord, I'm willing to do it. And if you're not willing, say, Lord, make me willing. Come on now, say amen. amen. Moses asked them and they were willing. I'll show you one more scripture and then we... We give everyone the opportunity to be a blessing and to give. John chapter 4, the gospel of John chapter 4. The gospel of John. Everyone say the offering of the Lord. 
John chapter 4, we read from verse 34. It says, Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already ripe for harvest. And he who reaps, receives wages, and gathers fruit for eternal life, that both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. For in this the saying is true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you have not labored. Others have labored and you have entered into their labors. What I want you to see here is the urgency that Jesus had. He said, my food is to do the will of my father. What we are about to do is the will of our father. Amen. Amen. And this is ultimately to reach people. Amen. We're going to prepare our house. And when people come from Turkey, come from Europe, come from just parts of the world, thank God for what Pastor Gore just said. There are so many people who used to come to Eurasian camp meeting, and for one reason or another, they haven't come in a number of years. From Europe, we have, I mean, the River Church in Amsterdam, the River Church in Warsaw, Poland, the River Church in, uh, in Helsinki, Finland, the River Church in Riga, Latvia, I mean, the River Church in Modena, Italy, I mean, the River Churches in Europe. I mean, my God, it just seems as they want to come now, want to be a part of this, because this is the 20th anniversary of this church. This is the first river church that came out of the USA. Amen. Did you hear what I just The first, the first that came out from Tampa, Florida, Pastor Scorian Rose, carried revival, not just to this nation, but to even nations all over the world. And, and, and we, it's time for us to say, Lord, we are grateful. And we are part of this. This is not just Pastor Curry's vision. This is our vision. We are part of this. Come on now. Can someone say amen? amen. I pray that you see the urgency today. Amen. And I pray you understand that God is about to do something amazing in this land. Amen. Come on now. This is a milestone. 20 years is not 20 months. 20 years is not 20 weeks. 20 years is not 20 days of staying in the fire, of carrying revival. Of seeing many saved and many touched and many filled with the Holy Ghost. And seeing many baptized in water. 20 years, it's a long time. Come on now, shout hallelujah. <laughs> and this ECM is going to be the best we have ever had. In all ramifications. Come on, say amen if you believe it. So I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you. This will be awesome. Praise God.